Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about how to live in the victory of Jesus. You know, it can be so easy for all of us to get caught up in battling the same fears, the same insecurities, the same lies, and the same doubts over and over and over again. But when we fully realize the power of Jesus and how to stand in the unshakable victory that he has already won for us, we can be empowered to overcome those battles in our position of authority through Jesus Christ. So here to help us do that is our guest today, Judy Dunnigan, author of the new book, The Loudest Roar, Living in the Unshakable Victory of Christ. She will be sharing with us about spiritual warfare, defeating the lies of the enemy, and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey everyone, is your church group looking for a new turnkey program that you can quickly and easily put in place? Well, we have just the opportunity for you. Coffee and Bible Time has created two new teaching courses on how to pray using our prayer journal and how to pray using our prayer binder. We modeled these teaching courses after a live event that we conducted for a group of 100 women and girls in Austin, Texas. Unfortunately, when the pandemic hit, this cut off our ability to do live teaching. But the blessing that came out of that time was that we now have available video teaching that can be utilized by anyone, anywhere, at any time. In one course, Ashley teaches how to pray using the prayer journal, and in the other course, Mentor Mama teaches how to pray using the prayer binder. All you need to do to implement a program like the one we conducted live in Texas is to purchase one of our video teaching courses along with the number of either prayer journals or prayer binders for each participant in your group. This program is ideal for moms groups, women's ministry events, young adults groups, middle school and high school groups, or even small groups. And for a limited time, we have a special offer for our podcast listeners. Buy either nine prayer journals or prayer binders and get the 10th one free using the promo code PODCAST on our website at coffeeandbibletime.com. Judy Dunnigan is an acquisitions editor for the Women's Bible Studies and Books at Moody Publishers. A wonder seeker of God and His Word, Judy is passionate about discipleship and making God's Word and prayer come alive in everyday life. She is a speaker and Bible teacher and serves on the board of Deeper Walk International, the ministry her father, Mark Bubeck, founded. Judy and her husband, Rick, live in Colorado. Please welcome Judy. Thank you so much. It's so much fun to be here with you, Ellen. Thank you for inviting me. 
Ah, it's such a joy to see you again. I think the last time was in person, but it's so great to see you even over Zoom and just talk about your new book that has, I know, been long in the making. And I just want to say that, you know, after reading through this and talking with you in the past, your father would be so proud of you, continuing his legacy of, you know, interest in this topic and defeating the lies of the enemy. So wanted you to know that. Thank you so much. That means a lot. We're coming up on the fifth anniversary of his homegoing in um, a few weeks. So it's a tender time for me. Yes. Well, Judy, let's start by talking about how you came up with this title, The Loudest Roar. Share us the story. I'd love to share that story. I was on staff at a church for many years, heading up women's ministries. And there was a woman I counseled one day, or she just wanted to meet with me for some biblical encouragement and prayer. And I have to tell you, Ellen, it was one of the hardest stories I've ever heard. Um, The enemy was coming at her on many fronts, and she was really questioning her faith and whether God even cared for her. And hopefully I was able to encourage her. I shared some scripture with her. I prayed with her at some resources to give her. And I remember after saying goodbye to her, I went back to my office and my head was almost down in defeat. And I remember just crying out to the Lord and saying, your word tells us that the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. I said, why does he have so much power? Why is his roar over us so loud? And I'll never forget it. It was as if the Lord whispered over my heart, yes, Judy, but I'm the bigger lion, the loudest roar. I'm the lion of Judah. I'm seated on the throne and Satan is a defeated foe. And I remember my heart just being filled with joy because I knew those truths ever since I was a little girl, but I had forgotten them because, and I think so many people, so many followers of Christ are starting to question, is God truly powerful and mighty in terms of defeating the enemy and even our own temptations to sin? Yes. And I mean, that's very easy to do when you look at the news or the, you know, the world around us. Absolutely. Well, your your father, Mark Bubeck, was a best-selling author of books focusing on warfare, the armor of God and prayer. How has his legacy impacted your own life and even the writing of your book? Well, you know, when I was in middle school, my dad was really led by the Lord to write a book about our victory in Christ back in this would have been back in 1975. And there was not many books out that were biblically sound about our victory in Christ and our armor and how the enemy comes at us. And so really out of obedience, he uh, decided to research, he met with mentors and started to write the book, The Adversary, which has been a bestseller. And in that book, he even shares a a little bit of my story at that young age. You know, I was very naive because I went to a couple slumber parties and I started to, under peer pressure, I was part of a seance and I played with the Ouija board. And, you know, Ellen, I should have known better. 
And yet I really believe I was blinded. And that really opened a foothold for the enemy to come at me. And I started having debilitating nightmares. And my father would just pray over me when I try to fall asleep. I'll never forget his prayers over me. And he would pray the armor on me that we see in Ephesians 6. He would um, just cover me with his prayers, almost like uh, a roaring lion as a father over his little cub, you know, and uh, from that, I learned the power of praying scripture and how to stand in our victory at a very young age. And then, boy, as I said, that was many decades ago. Now I'm in my early 60s and I still apply all of those truths and those principles over my own children, over our marriage and over our grandchildren now. And I'm so grateful. Yes, that's just so encouraging. And really for anyone listening today, if you're feeling defeated, like prayer is, and I know you're going to go into this later, is just so incredibly um, impactful. So um, I think it's really neat how your father, so he knew that you were, you had gone to that and had had kind of experienced the, the Ouija board and all of that. And so he kind of knew that there was a foothold, do you think? Yeah, actually, as a middle schooler, I didn't even tell him. I, I'm not even sure I connected the two, which is so interesting because I was very, I love Jesus deeply. And um, I was a compliant child, but I think it was the peer pressure. Yeah. And honestly, looking back, I didn't even realize the danger of that. But I always like to say, even if you haven't dabbled with anything of the occult like that, we are a target of the enemy just because we are followers of Jesus Christ. He hates us. We're told in God's word that he is the father of lies, that he's the accuser of us. And we are in a battle just because we walk this groaning earth as followers of Jesus. But thankfully, that battle has been won mm -hmm. by our Lord Jesus and his resurrection and his ascension. And that is the, really what my book's about, is how to live in that victory and stand in it and live out as the victory that we have, that Jesus has already won for us. My dad has a quote in his book called, the book is called Warfare Praying. And he says, Satan roars to make us afraid and thus more vulnerable, but our purchased right is courage to resist him. Mm -hmm. And again, that's what my book's about, that courage that he purchased for us to stand firm against the enemy and also against temptation and sin that comes at us every day. Yes. Amen to that. Well, some people blame the enemy for everything bad in their lives. What's your point of view on that? You know, Ellen, I think uh, balance is the key. Uh, we need to be balanced and biblical and bold when it comes to facing the enemy. And so I see really two extremes. There's people who uh, blame the enemy for everything, <laughs> like if they can't find a parking place or for illness and all of that. And we don't see that in God's word. Or they're on the other side where either they don't think the enemy is real, that he's just a fictional horror movie character, or that he's real and they fear him. I had a pastor tell me once, you know, Judy, I don't even want to know about how to stand firm against the enemy because I'm afraid if I start trying to stand firm, he's going to come at me and my family more. And so that is a dangerous thinking as well. So balance is the key. And God's word from Genesis, when Satan came at Adam and Eve in the garden, 
All the way into Revelation, you see that he is a formidable foe, but he has also been defeated. And um, that is what we need to live in. Yes, absolutely. Well, in God's word, we're told that the, the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Does that apply to believers as well? And, and if so, how can we fight the enemy? Yes, like I said earlier, I believe we are a target of the enemy and he wants to defeat us. Now, I don't believe he can kill us. I don't believe he can possess us as followers of Christ, but he definitely has a strategy against us. And that may come in different ways for different people. For me, one of the ways was I am really wired for to anxiety. I like to joke that I, it goes so far back that when I was born, I was worried if I did that right. So even as a little girl, struggled with a lot of fears and that really moved into my young adult years, especially when I had young children, when our two daughters were little and toddlers and babies, we lived overseas. And so I was dealing with new, you know, experiences as a mom and childhood illnesses for them, trying to negotiate or, or tell the doctor and uh, we were in Brazil and Portuguese, what was going on with my baby. And then we were in Beijing, China. And especially when we were in China for three years, I was overcome with anxiety and fear for my daughter so much so that I knew the enemy was afoot. Even though it was my tendency, I was escalating to the point where I thought I could lose my mind to worry. And um, I tell more about that story in the book, so I won't give it away here. But it was during that time that I knew I had to step up using the sword of the spirit, God's word, we're told is a defensive weapon as part of the armor in Ephesians 6. And so I began to really study and read Psalm 91. And I would encourage your listeners, if they're feeling the enemy coming at them, to just dwell in Psalm 91. It's such a powerful psalm. My husband and I read it so much during that season of fear that we ended up memorizing it just because we read it so much. And um, it's to this day, one of my favorite psalms that I continue to pray over our family. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I really appreciate your authenticity because, you know, I've battled anxiety as well, and it can be crippling at times. And to be able to turn it over and put it into God's hands and, like you say, kind of flip the script and focus on mm -hmm. God's word um, can be so incredibly helpful. Well, in what areas do you think the enemy attacks us the most. In my book, I look at three main ways that I think the enemy comes at us. Um, I have a chapter called When I Am Afraid. And while not everyone deals with fear and anxiety, I think I honed in on that because I know that's one area that the enemy comes at us. I also mentioned that whatever area you're most vulnerable, that's where he's going to try to attack you. And then I, the next chapter is When I Am Tempted. And, you know, the enemy loves to tempt us and wants us to fall into sin. And his tactics include when he tempts us, it's almost as if he's saying, you know, this isn't that bad or God didn't really mean not to do these things. It's kind of what he pulled with Eve in the garden, right? Mm -hmm. And then after we sin, he comes at us with condemnation and shame and tries to convince you, well, why even confess or turn from that sin? You're hopeless. And so in that chapter, I have a lot of teaching on our victory over sin 
because Jesus took all of our sin on him when he died for us. And so I have practical ways to really fight the good fight against those temptations. And then there's a chapter when I believe lies. And honestly, I think this is the main way that he comes at us, whether it's lies about who our God is, whether we can trust our God, whether he's faithful, And even some people, as you know, are leaving their faith after knowing Jesus for many years because they don't think he's trustworthy. And so um, I also look at lies that Satan throws at us about who we are in Christ, about our value, about how Christ sees us. So again, I have really practical ways to fight those lies and to stand firm against them. So I would say that is, to me, the main ways that the enemy comes at us. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I love how you focused on those three areas, because I think people can relate for sure, if not to one, but all three, uh, definitely. You already know that we at Coffee and Bible Times strive to help people delight in God's word. That's why we love Alabaster and their inspiring Bibles. In addition to the visually appealing design, these Bibles are an engaging way to delve deep into God's word. You can purchase books of the Bible individually or in bundles. Either way, your faith is sure to flourish. Alabaster Company has perfectly designed an intersection of creativity, beauty, and faith in each and every book. Use our promo code CBTPROMO or Find our link below to get 10% off your order and let's experience God's beauty together. Well, Judy, I think like one of the most touching parts of of your book was that you share um, some about your own marriage story where there was the season you and your husband weren't sure you were even going to make it. How did your understanding of warfare get you through that crisis? Oh, I love that question. Um, actually, before I wrote the book, I asked my beloved husband, I said to Rick, do you think we would have made it if we didn't understand how to fight the enemy and his attacks on our marriage and how to run to his word and what his armor does for us? And he said, no, Judy, I don't think we would have. We have a beautiful redemption story. We're coming up on 20 years of our new marriage after mm-hmm. Rick shared some hidden sin in his life. And God just met us in such profound ways. We ran to him. We ran to his word. We got incredible counseling. We had a group of people warring for us in prayer. And now we are able to share our story of victory and hope with other couples. We just met with a couple this weekend that we had shared with about three years ago and they went to an incredible counselor and they were coming back to Colorado to um, celebrate. And so it was just a sweet day to just be together and celebrate what God's done in their marriage. You know, I believe the enemy's coming at Christian marriages more than he ever has. And there is such hope in Jesus You know, I have some friends who don't have a story like mine because their spouse chose to not fight the good fight. And I want to be sensitive to them. I have beloved friends who are now single and navigating that as single moms or dads. Um, But if you both want to fight the good fight, you have the tools that are provided in God's word and through great Christian counseling. Absolutely. 
Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Absolutely. And for anyone who is listening, if you're struggling in this area with your marriage, I would just want to encourage you as well um, that if, like like Judy said, if both parties are willing, God, God can see you through. Um, I know just even in our extended family, we experienced um, a similar situation and it has been amazing to see how God redeemed their story as well. And so, you know, we are in the most beautiful season. We're empty nesters. Both of our daughters have littles. We've got four grandsons and a little granddaughter in the middle of all ways. Our oldest grandson just started kindergarten today. And what's been so beautiful about our story is my husband walked our daughters down the aisle at their weddings. They got married four months apart, which was- And, and after he walked them down, he sat with me, right? And um, we've been together to see our grandchildren on the days that they've been born each time. And I'm just, we are so grateful and humbled uh, by God's goodness and mercy to us. Um, I think one of the keys in the book is I talk about the armor as outlined in Ephesians 6. And it's a passage many are familiar with. It's verses 10 through 18 that outlines the armor. You know, um, Paul wrote to the Ephesian church. I think he was burdened for them because Ephesus was really known as a spiritistic city. And I'm sure there was a lot of oppression. And when you read those verses, it's like a victory cry because it talks about each of the pieces of the armor. And in my book, I talk about how I believe the armor is who Jesus is. He's our armor. He's the one covering us with his righteousness like a breastplate, with this helmet that covers of salvation, which covers our mind, with his truth. That's like a belt buckling on that armor. And then we can walk in his peace every day. And then I love that um, the shield, I believe it's his faithfulness, as we see in Psalm 91, even though, yes, you have a handle and and that shield of faith, you have to have faith that he can shield you. But I love how Psalm 91 in the first two verses talks about he's the shield of faithfulness. And I just love thinking about his faithfulness covering us from the top of our heads to the tip of our Mm. toes, all the sides and through his Holy Spirit, he indwells us. And so even for those listeners who have a spouse spouse who hasn't been faithful and has maybe walked away from their marriage, your God, your Lord Jesus is your shield of faithfulness and he covers you. 
and hems you in from all sides. And then the uh, mentioned that the God's word is the sword of the spirit that we can wield against the lies and temptations of the enemy. And then I think the ultimate part of the armor is in verse 18. Many think the armor since, uh, ends at verse 17 with the sword. But if you look at verse 18, it's all about prayer mm. and prayer such a key to apply these principles and um, so in my book I provide a lot of ways to awaken and revive your prayer life because I don't know about you but prayer can be so elusive Bible teachers write about the importance of prayer and not really pray and so I wanted to provide practical and hopefully creative ways to awaken your prayer life for the readers oh Judy and even your prayers that you write at the end of each chapter, I think are such a good model for if you don't know how to pray, like you give really good examples of prayer in there. Um, and, and something else that I loved about your book um, is that also at the end of each chapter, you provided a song, at least one song um, that kind of, you know, resonated with you, but, um, you know, as I was listening to it, I also put on those songs at the end of each chapter and it just helped, you know, what you were trying to teach in that chapter, just really sink in. And I think sometimes music is a beautiful way of doing that. So I think it's really creative how you, you supplied those songs and prayers as well. Oh, wow. Well, would, would you have maybe one specific tip that you could share with our listeners on a creative way to awaken or revive their own prayer life? Oh, I, I'd love to do that. I, I think for me, I mentioned in the book that I had a prayer war, a prayer partner who was probably about 15 years older than me. And before she and I used to get together, I would always just jump into prayer with my requests, which is fine. There's no legalism here. But Joni taught me, she'd almost force it. Like when we get together, we would have to start in worship. And often we'd use the different names or attributes of God. Um, we just go back and forth and just worship him. And I can't tell you how much that would calm an anxious heart or your distracted mind. I give an idea in the book, I call it alphabet praise, where you go through the alphabet with a different name or attribute of God. And uh, we used to do that with our girls when they were little, we were driving in the car and I still do it. If I can't fall back to sleep, I'll just start praying. Father God, you are almighty. You are the bread of life. You're compassionate. You're my deliverer. You're everlasting. You're my father. You're good. You're holy, holy, holy. You're infinite. You're just, and you're the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So you get the idea. That's kind of how that goes. Um, but that is such a key because the enemy, it's almost like he has to flee when we're worshiping our God. And so I give different ideas how to do that. Sometimes if you can't pray, Open your Bible to one of the most worshipful Psalms is 145, and you just pray through that or just speak it out loud. Pray it out loud to keep your thoughts captive to those truths, and you're entering into the throne room of our God, and he's so accessible. We're told in Hebrews that it's the throne of grace where we will find mercy. And so that's just one um, example. One idea is to try starting your time in prayer, in worship. Like if you go for a walk, just worship him 
And you can listen to praise music as well and make that your prayer as you listen mm -hmm. to those lyrics. Oh, I love those suggestions. It really does sort of ground us and make us see and be reminded, in, especially in the Psalms, the tremendous grandeur of how God is so much bigger than anything um, that we could possibly face. That's not to, to minimize what we're facing it can sometimes be very, very hard. But at the same time, we know um, that we have God with us. So, well, Judy, can you tell our listeners how people can find out more information about you and your new book? Yes, I'd love to invite them to go to my website. It's just my name, Judy dunnigan.com and there they'll find a lot more information about my book and I also have a free resource that they can download when they subscribe and it's called the power of praying scripture and I wrote different prayers based on scripture along the themes of the book there's one about when I am afraid and there's a passage of scripture to pray where you can insert your child or loved one's name there's one on lamenting. I think that's such an important uh, way to pray that we don't often teach about. So I have a lamenting psalm that um, kind of teach you how to pray that. There's one on worship and um, a lot of different ideas. I think there's five prayers in that resource. And you can also order my book at Amazon or um, online at moodypublishers.com. And again, the title's The Loudest Roar, but I'd love to hear from your listeners if they want to reach out to me through my website at judydunnigan.com. Oh, absolutely. Please. Um, I think you will be um, just amazingly uh, overwhelmed, encouraged um, when you pick up Judy's book. So I would encourage our listeners to do that. Well, Judy, before we go, I want to ask you some of our favorite Bible study tools questions. What Bible, what is your go-to Bible that you use and what translation is it? So interesting you ask that because now it's ESV, English Standard, Ver Standard Version. Mm -hmm. um, but I memorized uh, several passages when I was a young mom and wife in the old NIV. Um, I think it was, I don't remember what year it was published. And so if I'm quoting scripture, sometimes when I teach, I love to go through Psalm 91. I'll run to that older version of NIV. But um, I use ESV usually the most, even our pastor, that's what he uses. So um, what's wonderful is there's so many great options. I love BibleGateway.com, where you can just pick which translation and see the different ways. The yes. And because I work in publishing, I always encourage our authors when they write their manuscripts to go there and copy and paste the verses into their manuscripts. So I'm so grateful. You know, I lived in a closed country um, twice where, where it was closed for Christians due to communism. Mm. And so I saw up close what it's like for those believers not to have access to God's mm. word and how precious it was for them. And I know there's parts of the world now that our beloved brothers and sisters in Christ are being imprisoned, if not killed, mm. just because they have a Bible in their home. Mm. And again, we can take God's word so for granted. Yeah. And we're so grateful. I, mean, I don't know what I would do without his word. Yes, yes. 
another good reason to memorize. <laughs> I love your suggestion too, yeah, of memorizing Psalm 91. Well, do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything that you'd like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? I love journals and I love, I'm very tactical. I like ones that feel nice and that can be flat so I can actually write in them. And during that uh, hard season in our marriage and also some other storms in my life, I began to write out scriptures, like a whole passage that would minister to me, like different Psalms. And I loved that because it would help keep my thoughts captive to truth. Yes. And in that same journal, I would often turn to a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You know, the Psalms talks about that. And when you're going through the storms of life, it can seem hard to thank him. Actually, I felt like the Holy Spirit whispered to me once, Judy, can you thank me even in this storm? And I didn't understand it at the time. I was almost incredulous, like, really? <laughs> and But I was obedient. So I would just write sacrifice of praise at the top of the page. And then I would just list different things to be thankful for. And God knew that was going to really minister to my heart. And so that is another way that I study his word. And then I love the resources. I don't know if you've seen, I think at the Publishers Crossway, where you get little booklets of a whole, it'll be just like, let's say Hebrews. And there's a passage on the left and a journal page on the right. And I love those because you can mark up the passage you can write the passage out on the blank page or journal about what you've studied. That has also really helped me in um, dwelling in just a certain book of the Bible. I love that. But I know you and your amazing daughters have such great ideas. I've followed you for many years and uh, it's a, all the tools. Oh, another thing. I love the markers that don't bleed through the page and fine tip and different colors. Um, that you can mark up in the thin pages of your Bible. Even. Yes. Yeah. Bleed through the page and don't smear. <laughs> yes. They're amazing now. Well, yeah. I know you mentioned Bible Gateway. Um, do you have any other favorite apps or websites that you use for Bible study tools that you'd like to share? You know, I often just do, I'll go. Google a question and then I go to the trusted uh, sources I trust and I'll be able to see. I hear great things about logos. I don't know if you use that. Yes. So whenever I'm at a writer's conference, they are always there and it's fascinating what they provide. And I need to get signed up. This isn't giving <laughs> for them but every time I'm at the conference I'm like they have a big discount I'm like I'm gonna sign up today and then I don't you know uh, but yes. that's there it's phenomenal what they have oh it's you it have sure it? is. it's absolutely mind-boggling yeah. um yeah we do I I I need to spend more time learning how to use it <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a tremendous, tremendous resource. Well, Judy, thank you so much for being here today to share about your new book and how we can stand firm in the mighty strength of Jesus and take authority over the battles that we face. It's been such a joy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. And I love your mentor mama heart and all that you're doing. I've listened to your podcast. And as you know, I met you and your darling daughters before they were in college. You guys were yes. Chicago and what fun to watch them grow. And just the platform you have is just amazing all that God is doing. So thank yes. you, all three yeah. of you.
all yes all oh. glory to god <laughs> it's proof that he uses the, the yeah. Yeah. least he equipped is certainly what you feel like at times right. well um and for our listeners pick up a copy of judy's book the loudest roar you can find the link in our show notes also be sure to head over to our blog where you can share your comments with us on this podcast and lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. We also have two courses available on how to pray using our prayer journal and prayer binder. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all. Have a blessed day.